the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. In part two of the series, The Priority of Prayer and Fasting, Pastor Rander clearly defines what prayer and fasting mean. And, as he always does, refers us directly to Scripture so that we can read it for ourselves. In order to abide in the Word, we must understand its meaning and application to ensure we understand what happens if we, the global church of God, fail to pray and we are to approach fasting. Be sure to have your Bible, pen, and paper handy as you will want to take notes. Matthew chapter 6 verses 6 through 7 and verses 16 through 18. And there you'll find these words. But you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Once again, I want to preach from the subject, the priority of prayer and fasting. The priority of prayer and fasting. This particular passage gives us specific instructions on how to pray and fast. Fasting God's way puts us in position to be tremendously blessed by God physically, and most of all, spiritually. The Bible says, but, but you, speaking of me and you, when you pray, go into your room, your private place, not everybody else's, your place, your place of prayer. And when you have shut your door, that's in private, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you how? Openly. And when you, just say, and when you, when you, when you, when you, in other words, it is expected of God's children to pray. Do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do. You're not to be like pagans. For they think they, that they will be heard for their many words, particularly repetition. Moreover, when you fast, not only pray, but when you also fast, do not be like the hypocrites with sad countenance, a sad face, and a, a pious face, a face that looks like they're fasting 
because they are so spiritual. For they disfigure their faces, they're really looking ugly, that they may appear to men, to people, to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their rewards. Their rewards is the commendation of people that says, look how spiritual they are. Or they sure know how to pray. My goodness, I can w- I wish I could be like them. Don't they look so spiritual? Look at that spiritual aura. Ah. And it says there, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in secret, in a secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. What is prayer? Prayer is talking to God. Believers ought to pray about everything. Be confident that God hears and answers prayer. It is through prayer that God's people speak to him. It is through prayer that God's people call out to him. And it's through prayer that God's children cry out, talk, speak to him in the heart, from the heart, to the Lord Jesus Christ. What is fasting? Fasting is abstaining from food and the pleasures of this world for spiritual renewal. There are many who need to be renewed spiritually. There are many who need the guidance of God in decision-making processes. There are those who need healing. There are those who have problems that needs to be that needs to be resolved. There, there, are, there are those under my voice. You need special grace to handle difficult situations. Fasting is not only what you abstain from, but it is also what you commit to. As we deny ourselves, we ought to commit to things that will take us to new spiritual dimensions in Christ. Which is reading the word of God and praying and being filled with gratitude to be more disciplined, servanthood, availability, and all of these things. And most of all, being broken from addictions and seeking reconciliation with our brothers and sisters and those who we are estranged from. How should we approach fasting? The mental attitude with which we go into a fast has a great deal to do with whether the fast is successful or not. It is your attitude that God is looking at. If you approach fasting, well, it's, I, I'm not going to do this this year. I don't feel like doing that. Oh, I'm doing it because I just, well, I guess I need to do it. And you, you, you're you just vacillating and all of these kinds of things, and you're not taking it to heart. You'll not get out what God wants you to have. We must not look upon fasting as a task, but rather it must be a Christian discipline. For it isn't really as important as how long you Fast as it is that you fast in the will of God and that you get the benefits which are yours from fasting. Some of you don't even attempt to fast because of your pride. I don't need that. I'm okay. Um, Some of you don't fast because you don't want to confront the issue of yourself. Because when you really start dealing with your deficiencies and dealing with your addictions, you cannot be rid of them without a fight. And without agonizing and without a struggle and struggles are good. And if you don't have inward struggle, that's a sign that you are already given over to yourself. You're given over to the flesh. 
and you're given over to the enemy. Everybody in here ought to have an inward struggle uh, against the, 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 the nature of God, against, against the flesh and, and Satan and the world system. That you know, when, when you set your mind to do things God's way, you are literally in this world system swimming upstream. You not know that? When you set your mind toward Calvary and when you set your mind to follow Jesus, you are literally swimming upstream in a world that wants to bring you downstream. What happens if God's people fail to pray? This is where I left off the last time. What happens if God's people fail to pray? If we fail to pray, our spirit of gratitude will decline and there will be an increase of grumbling and complaining. The more we pray, the more grateful we are for the multitudes of blessings which, which our Lord showers upon us, especially we who are so undeserving, which is all of us. Prayer ushers in a spirit of thanksgiving. And uh, you catch a person or you find a person who is a habitual grumbler, I'll show you a person who is deficient in their prayer life. Because the more you pray, the less you grumble. And the more you pray, the more thankful you are for who God is and what he's done in your life. Psalms 35, 18 says, I will give thanks in the great assembly. When you come together, you ought to be giving thanks. Matter of fact, when you come in God's house, you're so filled with thanks and gratitude until you don't see, you, 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 you just experiencing God in this place. Now, I'll tell you what, you can find whatever you want here. <laughs> Amen. If you, look for, if you look for something not right, you'll find that. But if you look for, for God, you'll find him too. And when you come in with an attitude of gratitude, you'll leave with nothing but God, God, and more God. Psalms 107, 8 and 9 says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Psalms 119, 61 through 63 says, the cords of the wicked have bound me, but I have not forgotten your law. At midnight, I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. I am a companion of all who fear you and of those who keep your precepts. Let me tell you something. Thanks, a spirit of gratitude is not just when you get something tangible for God, from God. You ought to just thank God for the intangibles as well, for the intangibles, for the spiritual things, for the spiritual riches and graces that he has endowed us with, the Bible and pr the privilege of prayer, the, 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 the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit, his church, and all of these things we ought to be thankful for. As Pastor Rander continues today's message, we will walk with him through the Word of God as he teaches us how to spiritually approach prayer and fasting, the price we pay when we don't pray, and the blessings we receive when we do pray. The Bible assures us that if we draw near to God, He will draw near to us. Isn't that a comforting thought and promise? Keep listening and keep your Bible pen and paper handy. Number two. Uh, when we have a deficient prayer life, if you fail to pray, when we have a, a deficient prayer life, we lose our intimacy and communion with God. 
What happens when people fail to pray, especially Christians? When Christians fail to pray, when we have a deficient prayer life, we lose our intimacy and communion with God. James 4, 8 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So when you fail to pray, there will be a lack of communion, a lack of intimacy with the heavenly father. In other words, one's love for God is manifested through an inner longing to be close to him for the purpose of hearing his voice and knowing him more, which strengthens our relationship with him. Fasting and prayer is a time of getting close to God. And if you're satisfied being distant from God, something is desperately wrong with that. As a matter of fact, Satan is too busy. The world is too dangerous uh, and people are too wicked for us to be distant from God. We live in a day when we ought to be as close to God as we possibly can be. As close to God as we can possibly be. As a matter of fact, you ought to, there ought to be some panting for God, some longing for, for his presence and being in his face. Uh, turn to Psalms 42, 1 and 2. If you have your Bibles, that's just a passage that I just love. It, it is a wonderful passage of Psalms 42, 1 and 2. Look, look what it says. Psalms 42, 1 and 2. As a deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you. Oh God, my soul thirsts for whom? Man, that, you, ought to, you ought to write that down. Ladies, you ought to write that down. Men, you ought to write that down. Children, you ought to write that down. You ought to underline it. Uh, my soul thirsts for you, for the living God. And why so many, the reason so, so many of you are thirsty is because you're pursuing dead gods. And you make gods out of the things of this world system. And you're pursuing idolatry. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and, and appear before God? When shall I come and appear before God? I want you to hear me well. Nothing in this world can satisfy or quench our thirst like the living God. Nothing can satisfy. You say, what? Football? Listen, man, there's some tough losses out there. No, it's not going to satisfy. Even if you win, if the team wins, you're still not satisfied. You're still not satisfied. You'll find something else to be discontent with. When you see how the Spurs lost that game against Portland the other day. Anybody know anything about that? I saw, I didn't, I saw a little clip of it on the sports and had the game and lost it. In the last seconds, just turnover and turnover, loss. You want to get disappointed, just have a team. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. You're not satisfied with clothes. You reason why you, you say, how do I know you're not satisfied? Because you keep buying more. <laughs> you got closet. <laughs> You got closets bulging over, rooms. It's in the attics. It's out of the sheds. It's down the street in the storage. And you still buy more clothes on sale. You're not satisfied. That's why you're thirsty. I'm hanging around this point a while. 
Nothing in this world can satisfy or quench our thirst like the living God. Therefore, there should be an insatiable desire to be in the presence of Jesus Christ and drink from living water. Jesus is living water. He provides water of life. Regrettably, many Christians thirst for the wrong things only to end up spiritually dehydrated. Many Christians, they thirst for the wrong things only to end up spiritually dehydrated. And some of y'all is just, you're just as dehydrated as you can be. Just dehydrated. You know, when when you really get thirsty, uh, Kool-Aid is not going to do. Ice cream is not going to do. Soda water is not going to do. When you want some water, you want some what? There's, listen, beloved, there's no substitute for water. Let me tell you something, no substitute for water. And when you want water, you want water. And the doctor tells us we need to drink a whole lot of water to flush out the impurities. And some of y'all got you so kegged up with so much stuff is because you're not drinking from the water of life. You speak up the place because you need water. That's right. You gossip because you need the water of life. You're addicted to all this stuff because you need spiritual water. You're dehydrating because you're drinking from the wrong fountain. Jesus says, come unto me. Drink of me. In me, I alone is able to quench your thirst. And the worst thing you can do is to come into God's house, into God's presence, and leave thirsty. Thirsty. I mean, you come to God's house and you leave dry. Just dry. No song. No joy. No shout. And when you know, you know you're, you're dry when you look at everybody else and wonder what they're shouting about. It don't take all that. Well, what's wrong with you? We want to pack folk out there shouting. You ought to pack that, folk, that person out there looking around wondering what's wrong. As a deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you. Oh, God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. My God's not dead. He's alive. I like that old song that says, I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living regardless of what men may say. I see what I, I hear his voice of mercy. What is that? That's what I see his hand of mercy. I heard his voice of cheer. And every time I need him, he's always near. He lives. How many of you know he lives? He lives within my heart. How do I know he lives? He walks with me. I ain't going no further. Hey, he talks with me. I ain't that happy. <laughs> <laughs> you, today you see me jump over there and I'm really in the spirit he tells me I am his own 
Yes, sir. <laughs> All I'm saying to you today is nothing in this world can satisfy or quench our thirst like the Lord Jesus Christ. When are you going to stop being so thirsty? When are you going to start drinking from the fountain of God? When people, when God's people fail to pray, here's what happens. Uh, we will, when God, when we fail to pray and be under the, under the influence of the spirit, we will not be able to comprehend and grasp the word of God. That's big. When you're not praying and when you're not under the influence of the Holy, of the Holy Spirit, you'll not be able to comprehend and grasp the eternal Word of the living God. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Look at Luke chapter 24, verses 44 through 45. You see, we're talking about this is the season of fasting and prayer. Do you realize when is the last time you in your prayer life you did that you prayed for a deeper understanding of the word of God? And prayer unlocks the scripture. Look what it says here. Then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Look at verse 45. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scripture. Let me tell you something. You're not understand the deeper truths of the word of God, the mysterious truths of the word of God until God unlocks your mind through prayer. Wow. Prayer gives us a comprehension of the word of God, an understanding of the word of God. Prayer helps us to reason from the scripture. Prayer illuminates our mind as we gaze into the word of God. Prayer will do what commentaries can't do. Acts chapter 16. I'm talking about how prayer unlocks the mind in the comprehension of scripture. Acts 16, 13 through 14. Acts 16, 13 and 14. Are y'all hanging with me? Acts 16. 13 and 14. Look, look what it says there. And on the Sabbath day, he went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women and met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worship God. Underline this. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. That's big. Who opened her heart? The Lord opened her heart. Now, how did her heart get open? You got to go back to the beginning of that verse. And on the Sabbath day, he went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customly, customarily made. Prayer coupled with the work of God in the life of people. It's what opens, opens up the mind and opens up the understanding. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. 
The Lord opened our heart. Let me tell you something. I don't understand it. I tell you what, God will give you the understanding if you pray. If the Lord doesn't open your heart, you won't understand the scripture. If you're not praying, you will not have a comprehension. Listen, if the Lord doesn't open your heart, you won't tithe. You got quite a get. Let's get it. If the Lord doesn't open your heart, you won't give. Huh? No gadget or no coercion can force you to give. You're in the church 40 years and still giving $2? It's because the Lord hasn't opened your heart. And, and he hasn't opened your heart because there's a hardness of hearts. That's right. The Lord has to open your heart to scripture so that you can have a deeper understanding of the things of God. Wow, that's powerful. So prayer gives us comprehension of the word of God. What happens when God's people fail to pray? When prayer is no longer a priority, we have the potential of losing God's divine covering and protection. It is just the grace and mercy of God that protects us in spite of ourselves. If God's protection was contingent upon our prayer lives, we would have been wiped out a long time ago. You know, now you know that's grace. When God tells us to pray and we don't pray, and then we don't pray and he protects us in spite of not praying. That's deep. Think about that a minute. I mean, by right, based on our prayer lives, we don't deserve the right to be protected. Think about it. I mean, how many of you have prayed to the point that you know you have earned God's protection? I'm just rephrasing it, phrasing it. Man, I said, oh, God, thank you for protecting me in spite of myself, in spite of my prayer deficiencies. No doubt prayer and fasting are vital in the life of a Christian. As he concludes part two of this three-part message, Pastor Rander cites additional scriptures that emphasize the magnitude of prayer and fasting that is vital to us as children of our sovereign God. We must not fail to pray and fast because the enemy will not stop his attempts to draw us away from our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.